The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Beginning in chapter 23, in the first verse. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat, so practice and observe whatever they tell you, but not what they do. For they preach, but do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long, and they love the place of honor at at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces and being called rabbi by others. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. And call no man your father on earth, for you have one father who is in heaven. Neither be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Christ. The greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Father God, we thank you for your presence in this place this morning. We come to your feet, Jesus, to receive what only you can offer the world, life. We pray, come Holy Spirit, bring life to our souls this morning through your word, in Jesus' name and for your glory, amen. Please be seated. Good morning, everybody. What a great way to start the service. Those beautiful children coming into the kingdom of God, coming to know Jesus, being filled with his spirit from such a young age. It's, it's a real gift to grow up in a family like that. So God bless y'all for committing your children into the Lord's care in his hands this morning. This morning, what I'd like to talk about is the way of humility, The way of humility, I I would think that most of us consider humility something that's to be pursued, something that's honorable, something that is, is, is admired when somebody walks in it, and yet humility is a very tricky thing. When you think you have it, you don't. When you try to grasp it, it escapes you. When you think you understand humility, humility has a way of humbling you. So that being said, raise your hand if you consider yourself a humble person. (laughs) I'm just making sure y'all are listening this morning. Don't you love it when pastors give you trick questions? You guys did really well. Nobody raised their hand. This morning, we read this passage about the life of Jesus that's rather unusual because we don't often see Jesus getting so exercised. He's angry. He is upset, and he lays into this group of people called the Pharisees and the scribes. He uses lots of terms to describe them. 
hypocrites, blind fools, whitewashed tombs full of dead people's bones, serpents, vipers, and perhaps the best line of all in verse 15, for you travel, you travel across sea and land to make a single convert, and when he becomes your student, you make him twice as much a child of hell as yourselves. Ouch. I think Jesus could have used a really good public relations manager. Don't you? Maybe a press secretary or a publicity agent. Just sit him down, give him a little coaching. Hey, Jesus, that, that's not really going to ingratiate you with this particular group. You're not going to win a lot of fans and friends by talking to the Pharisees and scribes like that. And yet Jesus has no problem with it. You know, one of the things that really got him upset was the hypocrisy of the Pharisees and the scribes. He says, for they preach but do not practice. He says, Practice whatever they tell you, but don't do what they do. They had this outer appearance that they carried in front of people, and then they had what was really going on behind the scenes. At that time, the scribes and the Pharisees were the religious leaders of that time. They were charged with knowing, interpreting, and applying the law of Moses, which was the law that God had given Israel to live by. This was kind of a guide for healthy living, how to be in relationship with God. They were tasked with delivering that to the people of Israel. And so they prided themselves on following the law, on, on being pure, on being holy, avoiding anything that, that would be seen as wrong in the eyes of God. And yet, Jesus sees through the show. He sees through everything that they were doing that other people could see into their hearts and into their minds. Jesus places this really high value on authenticity. God places this huge value on authenticity. He doesn't want the outer person that everybody sees to be different than what's going on inside, what's going on behind closed doors, what's going on with other people can't see you. He wants the two to be the same. He wants this thing called integrity where the outside matches the inside. And if we're honest, all of us struggle with this. Maintaining appearances, putting on a good show, it might not be with respect to the law. I mean, I know we never do that in the church, right? We never put a good, a good show on in church, do we? We never put a good show on in the world or in the marketplace. It's just in us. We want to be accepted by people. We want to be liked. We we want to be appreciated. We want to be admired. We want to be seen as successful. We, there's something about us that, that gravitates towards that. Isn't it true? And so we work really hard to maintain this appearance that we think matches what people expect of us or what God expects of us. 
But Jesus says, I don't want you to do that. Number one, because you're not fooling me. You're not fooling me. I I can see past all of these efforts to to keep up the appearance and keep up the show. I see into your heart. And your heart is what I'm most concerned about. The condition of your heart. The condition of your relationship with me. That was one of the problems with the Pharisees and the scribes. They had put their hope in the law rather than God. They loved the law more than they loved God. Their focus was on doing everything right, even though they weren't even doing it, as Jesus points out. They had lost their focus. They were, as Jesus describes back in John chapter 5, where he says, How can you believe? For you seek after the glory that comes from man rather than the glory that comes from from God. Where, where are we seeking and thirsty and hungry for the glory of man, the glory of other people, the respect, admiration of people around us, rather than seeking the glory that comes from God, which is so much better? The glory of man is fleeting. Have you noticed how fickle human beings can be? how you have the glory of man one moment and then you don't. (laughs) But the glory of God is everlasting. It It is eternal. It is something that can't be taken away from you. This is the glory, Jesus says, that we should seek. We, he's, he's like, I can almost imagine Jesus looking at us and, and saying, man, that looks exhausting. Keeping up the show. For everybody keeping up appearances, why don't you just lay that down and turn your eyes to me and and come to me, which is the next thing that we see in this passage. One of the things that really upset Jesus about the Pharisees and the scribes was how they were putting all of these burdens on the people of Israel, how they weren't taking very good care of the sheep that belonged to him. He says, back in the passage from Matthew, they tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear. The other problem with the Pharisees and the scribes was that they, as I said earlier, they put their hope in the law. They thought it was through doing the right thing or following the law that was going to bring them into right relationship with God. It would make them righteous, which is essentially what righteousness means. It means right relationship with God. They believed that the law was going to be that thing that would get them into favor with God. Not only that, but they had all of these other rules and regulations that they came up with in addition to the law that God had given that said, hey, by the way, you've got to do this and that and that and this and this and that. Have you ever felt that way in your life about the law? Because we all have a law somewhere. 
Whether we're Christians or not, we all follow some kind of law. It might look different. Do you know what that feels like? It's the standard, right? It's the mark that we're supposed to, to make in life. And we know inside of ourselves we just don't hit the mark, do we? And instead of bringing help for the burden, the Pharisees were making it harder. They were making the weight of that standard and law even more challenging. Which is quite a contrast to Jesus. He says in Matthew 13, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. That's quite a contrast between what you see the Pharisees and scribes doing and what Jesus offers, right? Not something you're toiling under and striving, oh my gosh, I think I can do this. I can't do this. Jesus says, come to me. I can take care of that burden for you. The weight of the law is too heavy for you. You can't satisfy the requirements of the law. It is impossible. That's why I came to this earth. One of the reasons was to take that burden on my shoulders. Not just the weight of sin and death, but the weight of the law that we carry around in our lives in so many different ways. Jesus has come to me. Let me help you with that. What are, what, are the, what are the things in your life that are operating in this, as the law? Maybe it's being the perfect wife, the perfect mother. Maybe it's being a success in the eyes of your father. What does it look like for you? What is that standard you're struggling to meet so hard and you feel like you just keep coming short? Jesus can take care of those too. He says, I'll take care of that as well. You need to let it go. You need to lay it down. My yoke is so much better. It's easy. It's light. These things are challenging, aren't they? I'm not pretending that I don't struggle with these things as well. I mean, think about the day and age that we live in with social media and the temptation to keep up appearances with Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and YouTube, it's even more challenging, right? I mean, we're encouraged to put on a good face, to show everybody how wonderful our lives are. And yet, as we know, God sees through all of it at people that are struggling, people that are not happy, people that are in a place of despair, people that are struggling with addictions and struggling with sins that they, they can't break out of. And yet Jesus comes along and in his grace and mercy says, I'll take the burden. And he shows us, he shows us the way of humility. 
which is one of the things that, that starts to encourage us being more authentic. Humility, which, which helps us from falling into the pit of hypocrisy. Humility, which he describes in this passage in verses 11 and 12, where he says, The greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled. Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus encourages the way of humility in the face of these temptations to to want to put on a good, good show, to try to live up to the law. Jesus is never saying that the law is a bad thing. He said, I came to fulfill the law. The law is a good thing, but it's not going to put you in right relationship with God. Only I can do that. And so he points us to this way of humility, which is, again, a tricky thing. Because a lot of times we think of humility as thinking less of yourself. But it's not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking more about Jesus. Humility is a matter of focus. Humility is a matter of focus. What are you focused on? Are you focused on the glory of man and the approval of other people? Are you focused on trying to meet the standard? Trying to make the grade? Jesus says, I need you to turn your focus away from those things to me. Because humility is not tearing yourself down. It's not being self-deprecating. It's about building up your vision of Jesus. In your heart, in your mind. It's about focusing on him. The one who said, hey, let me help you with that burden. You can't carry it. You can't do it. Surrender already. Only I can do that for you. And when we start to surrender in humility to Jesus, when we start to focus our eyes on him or refocus our sights on Jesus, he comes in as he promised in Matthew 11 where he said, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. He comes in with the power and presence of the Holy Spirit to do things for you that you can't for yourself, to set you free of that burden of trying to be that person that everybody expects me to be, from the burden of of trying to obtain some standard in your life, whatever that standard is, and to give you grace to walk with him, to do life with him, to enjoy life. And peace, which is what comes when we surrender in humility to him and and focus our eyes on him. In Romans chapter 7, Paul says this, But now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive, so that, We serve in the new way of the spirit and not in the old way of the written code. That's what we want. We want to live in the new way of the spirit. We want the power of God working in us 
so that we become more like Jesus, who is the perfect embodiment of the law, which he said is most importantly about loving God, right? And loving our neighbor, the way of the Spirit. Are you, are you feeling kind of tired of the show? <laughs> are, you, are you a little exhausted from trying to get it right? Jesus says, come to me. I want to pour my spirit into you. I want to pour my life into your life. I want to help you to become the person that you really want to be. Father, we thank you that we can lay down the burdens at the feet of your son, Jesus. And we can receive something so much better. We just pray for a fresh filling of your spirit and your presence as we turn our eyes away to some of the things that we get so focused on and back to you, Jesus, that we would be filled freshly with your presence and your power, that we would experience what you described as a yoke that's easy and a burden that's light one that gives rest to our souls. We thank you for this precious gift and we welcome it. And we declare that it's all for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.